is a technological world. Blaine Kylo is at the solo core of it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a good one. Solocore.com uh, is where you go. S-O-L-O-C-R-P-S.com. Also on the Twitter slash X if you want to follow along for the uh, the conversation there as well. Blaine, welcome to fall, my friend. The autumn is here and the video game prep for the winter season is in full effect. Yeah, there's lots going on these days. Um, all kinds of announcements, all kinds of events and things like that. Also updates to older games that kind of make them new again. That's kind of what's going on with Pokemon these days. Mm -hmm. Well, before you get to Pokemon, I did want to touch on, I had found a video that sort of popped up in my feed on, I think it might have been Facebook or Instagram, Ryan. I sent it to Ryan. Um, the It was a video game that was like the old Formula One game. I forget what it was called, but it was from a floppy disk on the orange monochrome monitor. And the the sound effects were terrible and the music was bad and the game was kind of like Frogger, step left, step right. But it was all on a big old floppy disk. Man, oh man, have we ever come a long way. Yeah, and you, you think that that wasn't too long ago in the grand scheme of things. Like that's in our memories. So, yeah. you know, 20, 30 years. Well, that's why I said to Ryan, I'm like, this is now this was gaming back in the day. It was so exciting that you could do this on your computer at home, right? I mean, we went from, I don't know, those small little handheld monochrome with like 10 pixels on it that you could kind of go left or right on, and that was it. That's where we went from Pong. To, to this on a floppy disk on a computer, that was huge technology leaps. Yeah, and even in the arcades with the big cabinet games, like the early days of Donkey Kong and things like that, those were very pixelated experiences, very rough experiences, you know, the sort of 8-bit sound and things like that. And those were great big cabinets because you needed that mm -hmm. much space for even the most basic programming. Bubble bobble. Frogger. Yeah. Um, Pac-Man. There's just so many great ones. Oh, my God. Uh, that takes me back. Okay, anyway, we're not here to talk about those, but old games becoming new again. That is a thing, just not quite that old. Yeah, so last week, the first part of the expansion for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out. This is the game's in the, new, the Pokemon series that came out last fall. So Hidden Treasure of Area Zero is the expansion that's coming out this fall. The first part of it, the Teal Mask, released last week. The second part is Indigo Disc. That'll come out sometime before the end of the year. This just gives you a whole new reason to go back to this game. Lots of the fans of the franchise play through the game fairly quickly. And I imagine that most of them have finished the main campaign in the, in the past year. Well, now there's another hundred Pokemon to catch, a whole new region to explore. Um, Kitakami is the area that you're exploring here. And this is open world Pokemon. So that's one of the things that's happened with this franchise recently that is really um, being loved by the players because it's not just a sort of on rails, go here, go here kind of experience. This is a great big open world. You can see off into the distance and you can actually travel there anytime you want. So lots of fun and a hundred plus more Pokemon to catch. 
another hundred will be coming in uh, Indigo Disc when that releases later this fall. Not floppy disk though, not the same thing. No, just definitely clear. not a floppy disk. And <laughs> in fact, almost not even a disk. Uh, I I think that the DLC is downloadable only. Um, you can get the game on cartridge, but it's also very easy to get just as a digital only file. Are you impressed at how some of those old games have really hung on? You even look at some of the emulators that are out today with the old ColecoVision, um, the old Nintendo classic stuff. Like some of those games have really, uh, in television, they've really hung on. Yeah, I actually, I'm, I, my experience has been the opposite. I remember them being really good. And when I oh, go back to play them, they clunky, only last yeah. for about I tried to play minutes. Utopia um, on the Intellivision one. And I mean, it wasn't Utopia that was the problem, though. It was just the we process things so smooth and quickly today because you kind of mm -hmm. got to go left, 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 down, left, down, down, left. Right. It's not the same as smooth as it is today. But the, the games are cool. There's so many games from the past I wish they could uh, rebuild today. And I don't mean like Farm City and all these farm ones that you have today versus Utopia back in the day. Just I, I still think the games themselves stand the test of time. Just the function of them is so clunky. Yeah, it, I, I, it depends on the games. I, I find some of those games, they're just so rote and so routine that there's not a whole lot to to keep you engaged in them because they're not new and interesting and fancy anymore. They're kind of old and tired, but games like Utopia and some of the other games where there's some real game play, some real thought to what you're doing. I think that those do hold up and those are a different case. Blaine Kylo is here. Uh, the, we just said Mario and the, the classic Nintendo stuff. What is going on in the land of Mario? Well, Charles Martinet, we found out a few weeks ago is He's been the voice of Mario and a bunch of the other characters for decades, and he's losing that job. And what we didn't know, all Nintendo really said at the time was, um, Charles Martinet is not going to be the voice anymore. We're going to announce who the, will be the voice of Mario going forward. And everybody was like, well, what happened? And what happened, I think, is that Nintendo is ready to move on for a new generation and they're not firing Charles Martinet. They're actually giving him just a job change. And so Charles Martinet is going to become a Mario ambassador. And what that means effectively is he's going to continue to do the Mario voice for all of the people who come and see him in person. And he's literally going to tour around the world going to different live events to say hello to people in that Mario voice that he popularized and that he's so famous for. Well, I suppose that's probably a nice way to force retire somebody, right? Yeah, well, he's got something to do. And, and the way he tells it, that's really what he loves to do anyway, is to bring joy to people's lives by yeah. by giving them the voice in person. He's, he's a very charming man. I've met him. And he is not what you would expect. Of the voices that he does, and then you see him in person, and... The, the voice and the person don't necessarily connect. It's, it's quite an interesting experience. Yeah. We also assume that maybe he's, uh, that he's not ready and maybe he's perfectly ready to do this. You never know, right? Never know what's going on for people. Never assume. Okay. Blaine Kylo, the crew motor fest. 
Yeah, a new game from Ubisoft. This is a driving game. Now, when the Crew franchise started about eight years ago, the whole idea was you you kind of had a whole map. You could kind of drive anywhere on the map and you could drive any kind of a vehicle that you wanted. So if you wanted to drive an off-road, you could. If you wanted to drive a speedster or a muscle car or a Tokyo drift car, you could do all of those things. This is the third version of the game. It is set on the Hawaiian island of Oahu. And what they've done is kept that sort of open world experience. But the innovation here is that they've kind of um, divvied the gameplay up into three different buckets. And the most interesting is what they call playlists. So this is just really a bunch of grouped activities that you can drive around and do. And the activities are grouped around a theme. And an example of this is 9-11 Legacy, A Poor Story. And that's one of the playlists. And so the whole idea is, is that you'll sort of drive to different points of the map and you'll get to drive different Porsche vehicles. And at the time when you're doing these races, you're actually learning about the history of that brand and those cars. Really interesting way to provide an open world experience, but still anchor it to some of the brands and uh, cars that, that people love. Ooh, the history of some of those cars is so cool too. Through the course of time, there's a lot of drama behind the scenes. So that in itself would be pretty great to listen to. Razorcon, uh, what is it? And what is it? Where is it? When is well, it? Razor is a gaming devices company. They kind of seem niche because really they're all about gamers, but the quality and the scope of the product line is anything but boutique. And Razorcon is its sort of event for fans and to celebrate gaming culture. It runs Thursday starting at 10 a.m. Pacific, and it's a whole day of Razer announcements and new products. And one of the interesting things that they'll be doing is showing how you can use its chroma lighting products to customize a gaming system. So all that bias lighting and things like that that you can do some really interesting things giveaways and other product announcements all part of RazorCon happening on thursday september 21st all right not only is it gaming but uh, it kind of qualifies in the same thing with the gadgets the iphone 12 we've heard some articles they've come out they haven't really broken through mainstream conversation about the iphone 12 france has some really different and strict laws in france if something is to be investigated it's to be investigated legit the, the way they go about things radiation phones in particular the iphone 12 what do you got yeah some for some reason despite the fact that the iphone 12 is a 2020 model apparently it's still being sold um, france did a test to see what kind of um, radiation levels that device was given off and it was a different test than apple used because the, these devices all have to pass regulatory standards that have been defined. Now, the standards in Europe and in France are more strict than what they are in North America and other parts of the world. But at the time, the iPhone 12 passed those tests or it never would have been allowed to be sold. But France has done subsequent tests and the agency that is responsible for that determined that the iPhone 12 exceeded the radiation levels that were allowed. Now, these levels are still much lower than anything that would be considered harmful by any regulatory body. But because it exceeds what's supposed to be there, France has asked Apple to stop selling the iPhone 12. 
Apple's contesting this. They say we we've passed all of the standards that we needed to, and you did a different test than the one that we did, and so there's a contest um, from Apple there don't really know this kind of broke last week and it hasn't really gone anywhere since uh, France's agency says that Apple could fix this just with a software update so I don't know that it's that big of a deal but like I said you know radiation is in ev- is everywhere it's in the monitors that we're looking at it's in the microwaves that we use to heat up our food it's in the light that comes from the sun um, and even if, the radiation levels are a bit higher than they're supposed to for France's liking. Um, All of the research that I looked at and the experts that I uh, found record reports from say that it's still levels that are far below anything that would be considered harmful. So I think that there's not a whole lot to see here. Blaine, Kylo, and SoloCore.com uh, if you want to check out more or get in touch on the uh, Facebook group and all that stuff. Thank you, sir. Good day to you. Thank you. We'll see you next week.